News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for the next 30 minutes or so, talking about real estate in Louisville and southern Indiana. And in the studio to help us, some great folks. First of all, my buddy Chuck Crosby from the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. They not only do closings, which you can pick the closing attorney you want, so Chuck's a great one, but you do wills. Even evictions yeah. and the myriad of other things. I will make the world safe for slumlords on occasion. There you go. That's Chuck Crosby. <laughs> also here, Brad Lawler, who is a home team inspection service. They do a great job. They not only hire veterans, which I think is so important, but uh, they also go ahead and give you a really professional report, whether you are having your home, buying a home, or you're getting ready to sell your home. And I had a pre-inspection my home team just a couple of weeks ago and it was absolutely fabulous because it was kind of a guideline of things i need to look at and address and thank you and your yeah. people are great yeah, thank you very much and Appreciate you can that. reach brad anytime and his people at five four eight four seven seven zero is that okay to give that number out it's it is now <laughs> it's now out there you three, got it three five seven zero eight one three is the better number is to the call office number there to three five seven Zero eight one three. Okay, yes, sir. I got that good. All right. Also, my son Greg here in the studios, and Greg is one of our great agents, and also is in charge of all our photography and tech end of it. And he does a great job. Good to have you here, buddy. Good to be here. Uh, coming up a little later on in the show, seven bad reasons to renovate your home. The bad reasons. It's a fascinating study. We'll have that for you in a little bit. But first, shall we? Let's go to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS. Hello. Uh, yes, this is Jim Williams, yep. Prospect. Yep. Have a quick question on uh, who can and cannot look at your house if you have an opportunity to pre-screen any buyer. Hmm. The, Jim, this is a very difficult question for agents or anybody in the studio to uh, answer. Let's look at it from a legal standpoint, Chuck. I'd say you're walking on a razor's edge there, mm-hmm. um, saying, I don't want this kind of person coming through. Um, certainly there are uh, situations where it is possible. Uh, but one thing that most people I don't think know, uh, is that if you have a, uh, subsidized government subsidized mortgage, uh, you've already agreed to abide by all the, uh, uh, the rules related to discrimination and whatnot. So if you're of that ilk, uh, and you shouldn't be, uh, then you could really run afoul of that. It, there's no real reason. If you're trying to sell your house, you show it to people who may or may not have money. Mm-hmm. Just and uh, to take it a step further, agents as agents, we are not. Oh my allowed, gosh, we, yes. we are not allowed legally to. Do I mean, that. We're even not allowed to even if even what you're saying is, that, I really. don't want people uh, to come through the house that don't make 350k a year because mm-hmm. you know they're just wasting my time. Um, well, that may be, but you know if. Yeah, that's that's an argument. Realtors are putting their license on the line. Yeah. If, if 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 you were to ask an agent to list your house and ask them that question, if they were to continue to list your house, they would be putting their yeah. license on the line. I, I always like to point out, uh, at least my rule of thumb is, okay, even if you've got a good argument and you think you can win in court with that argument, if you're in court, you've already lost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just time, expense, yeah. money, but... You also stand the chance. Yeah, just so you know, folks, this is such a serious question that as realtors we take 
we, we go on ethics trainings every two years now. I think we have uh, to do ethics yeah. now. So, and they drill, we drill, we talk about, and the goal is never to uh, attempt to discriminate against anybody. Right. Period. And, and, and but, you know, even if you may have one motive or you, mm-hmm. you state a certain motive, that's how it is normally done. Oh, I'm not trying to discriminate. I'm, I'm. Yeah, to take it on the lighter side, we've had issues where we're like, oh, I don't want my nosy neighbor coming over and yeah. looking at my house. Yeah. Can we just make sure that... We still that- can't do that. No. Yeah. yeah, can't do it. All right, let's move on. If you'd like to read, by the way, about our reviews, we're very proud of the people we've worked with. Go to LouisvilleZillow.com. That's LouisvilleZillow.com. Aside from possibly restraining orders, that might be... You might have oh, a that's a different case. story completely. If you yeah, can prove who you. it is. Back to the phones. Hello. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Are you there? Hi, Bob. This yeah. is Taylor. Yeah. I'm buying a home in old Louisville. What's the difference between buying an old home versus a new home? And what type of inspections should I be looking for? I got a feeling you're dealing with more than just the fact that it's old and new. I get it. So, so Brad, do are there certain inspectors who work with older homes, or do all home inspectors, are they qualified to inspect all homes? Yeah, so it's a great question. Home inspectors are trained on house systems. So we're looking at the building science. Houses are built the same, you know, 100 years ago as they are today. They're going to have a foundation. They're going to have walls. They're going to have floors. They're going to have a roof. Um, There are certain parts of the city where there are more complicated uh, types of old electrical type of wiring, knob and tube in particular. Um, In town, those systems that have not been yet been upgraded. But uh, a home inspector in general should be able to handle an old home or a new home. Sometimes the new homes have even more complexity uh, with new construction. Uh, we see a lot of homes that are, uh, you know, just being built right now that have significant uh, issues, more defects, frankly, than some of the homes that are 50, 60 years old. The, uh, you bring up an interesting question about knob and tube. I mean, you brought mm-hmm. that up. That's one of those things that if they home now in today's age has working knob and tube that needs to be updated somehow anyway because it's really yeah. old standards i'm sure yeah we would definitely recommend yeah. a electrician take a look at that probably more important i think than uh, the home inspector um wh- what their background is obviously if they're they're licensed insured if they're trained and and we love that about um home team because they are veterans who are trained yes but uh, certainly also the type of report that the home inspector hands out or sells or gives you the um, there's a home inspection group in town that will hand write things yeah not that it's wrong but it's difficult to read and there are no pictures that are involved typically that needs to be changed yeah it does and i think that one of the things that buyers can do is they can go to the website of the home inspector that they're interested in mm-hmm. take a look at a sample report you know do they understand it are there are the pictures clear uh, does it help them visualize what's going on? Uh, why is something a defect? And what does the narrative say about it? Yeah, good point. If you're thinking about selling your home, we have a free no-obligation booklet that has hundreds of useful tips. If you'd like a copy, simply send an email to bob at com and put selling tips in the subject line. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. This is Ann, and my best friend bought a home, and there were bed bugs in their master bedroom, but they did have it treated. The bed bug infestation did not leave the master bedroom, so do they need to disclose this when they sell the property? 
So let's talk about bed bugs, which uh, do occur every once in a while. How how prevalent uh, on this brand? I I can't say that we're seeing it a lot. Uh, we certainly see pieces of furniture that have bed bugs on it. Do you actually look for that kind of thing? No, we do not. The okay. home inspection uh, actually uh, forbids us yeah. uh, from looking at that type of of um, organism. However, they do. You know, sometimes it's disclosed to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the home inspector, we're not even really allowed to put that into a report. I do know that, uh, and I don't know if they're still doing it, but Black Diamond did have yeah. access to a dog that would come in and they would somehow... Dogs can sniff. I'm I just have, learning all kinds of things I have today. no clue, but there was a dog. I remember they used to have a dog that would come out if you had bed bugs to oh, no sniff and check it. I, yeah. I believe they actually have uh, several oh, bed do. bug dogs now. Yes. Oh. All right, so the word is out about Black Diamond yeah. now has bed bug dogs, sniffing <laughs> dogs. So let's go to the legal standpoint about disclosure, Chuck. Does that need to be disclosed? Well, it's an infestation, uh, but they treated it, didn't they? But like termites, yeah. yeah. But like termites that is requested that you need to reveal in an inspection... I don't, uh, or in a in a disclosure. I don't think it asks but about. It, yeah, it, it bed is bugs. not. We had well, an instance recently with a, with a, one of our sellers, but there was you would you would have question. the same liabilities you would with I imagine with termites. I mean, it's a an well, it's not, but it's it's the disclosure is we call it a, a CYOA. You yeah. know, you're covering yeah. you're covering your backside to make sure that there are things. But you're answering questions that are specifically on this legal form. Yeah. And this, I'll throw this to you. If it's asking about, and it does not specifically, if it's asking about termites, wood-destroying insects, which is okay. what it generally asking, bed bugs, it is an infestation. Everybody knows about the spider house? No, what is no. that? Tell us about spider house. Spider was, house? The house was infested with uh, the uh, brown recluse spider uh, and that kind of thing. I, I don't think... With with the uh, with the questions, if they're asking for a particular thing, and you're trying to play attorney and just stay right on, oh well, they only asked about infestations of termites. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask me about infestations of whatever. That to me sounds like bad faith. You're answering a question in bad faith. If you know of an infestation that needs to be treated, and you're trying to pawn it off on, it sounds so let pretty, me ask you this: You're walking dangerous instance, territory. If I have a seller. They had it bed bugs, and mm-hmm. they had it treated, and there's nowhere on now, that the disclosure is a different to thing. Disclose such it's a like thing. it's like a, a a roof leak. Well, my roof leaked, and I had the roof replaced. Do you need to tell them that the roof leaked? But that is in the disclosures. That is when how how old the uh, roof is and that sort of thing. But you aren't required to say, oh yeah, I had a leak. You know, I've had five leaks, but you know we. Replace the roof, etc. Well, does does it does it not ask if you if the roof has ever leaked? Yes, yeah, but that's a new seven roof. different ways. You right. put in a new roof, though, so that new roof has ah. never leaked. Ah. Is what I'm saying. Okay. So you know what I'm supposed to tell you about well, leaks from three well, roofs this, ago? This is what I'm talking about. If you're walking that legal yeah. line, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm going with bad faith. Okay. If if you know that there's something that you probably ought to be telling them, and you're trying to steer just as sure. close to the edge as you can go. Uh, my bet is you're really stepping over. Yeah. If you're trying to hide something, yeah. then you're acting bad. Yeah, but like I said, also, if you had an infestation of the bugs uh, or any kind of bugs, cockroaches, whatever, sure. but you've treated them right. uh, and there's no evidence that they've come back, well, I don't know that that's necessarily something you are required. Well, and bed bugs are not necessarily something that's going to affect the exactly. structure and the safety of the house. But it's if you're having the same rugs, you're, you know. True. That's, <laughs> okay. See where so, we're going no, with that? So, but listen. Let's listen. It, what I think is the disclosure needs to be changed to, to ask for not just any infestation, yeah, any yes. infestation, well, and, not and just you, termites. As realtors, you guys are really form driven. 
Okay. Oh, I've been on the committee. Well, Trust yeah. me. You guys yes. are really form driven. <laughs> yeah. Just because, and, and you get, the, it's like Dennis. They think, uh, I'm not all Dennis, of course. Dennis, with whom I am acquainted, uh, will say, oh, well, we can treat this physical malady by adjusting your TMJ uh, or, a, you know, a chiropractor. Everything yeah. is related to your spine. Yeah. Uh, uh, realtors frequently will look at, oh, it's form this, form that. Well, when you're talking about the law, you're talking about we have courts of equity. Courts of equity are what's fair. You get in front of a judge if the statute says ABC, mm-hmm. and the judge looks at that and says, well, in this case, that's just not fair. Well, the judge gets to do that's the, the fair do, right? and yeah. reasonable thing. Yep. Yeah. So if it's not fair and reasonable to presume that this situation would occur, well, you know, you might have a problem. Yeah. All right. So we all are agreeing that the, the disclosure forum should contain infestations sure. of any kind. Yep. Yeah, I know what the, the forums committee is like. I don't want to. You don't want to go there. One of my best friends is, is on the forum committee. He's going to come and beat me. That's right. Yeah. If you want to see what the sellers are saying about us, head to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. We've got our videos there from uh, from our sellers, LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sikuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHS. Hello. Good morning. This is Willie. Yeah. Hey, I got a question. Some people say to sell our house at $100,000. Some say to sell it at $99,000. We're looking at selling here real soon. I was just wondering what's the best way to go. So, Willie, it's a great question. Greg, you're smiling. I was going to say, attention, Kmart shoppers. We have a sale at $99,99,99. Yeah, that, uh, he's exactly right. So we call that Kmart pricing in in my world. Uh, the 99, $100,000. Thousand instead of one hundred thousand people don't know if we say it's ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine bucks they don't think it's a hundred thousand we round up come on but what it does is it shoots you in the foot and there's some old school agents who don't get this and I get it you can do whatever you want but if you price a home let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar price point and if you price it at ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine bucks anybody searching and this is a logical search from seventy five thousand to a hundred thousand they're going to see you you'll see your home at ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine bucks. But it's going to be the top end of their price point. The people who are searching from one hundred to one hundred twenty-five thousand don't see you because you're, the search engines don't know to go back an extra buck or a thousand or a hundred. So what you do is you price it at a hundred thousand. Now you're getting people who are seeing the seventy-five to one hundred thousand dollar price point, and you're also getting looks from people who are looking from the one hundred to one twenty-five price point, and. The beautiful part about it is in that new price range, the 1 to 125, you're at the lowest part. You're the best-looking house because you're the lowest-priced home in the 1 How to 125. How many times are you doing a search where you're actually typing in 99,900? You know, you know, you're not. I you're mean, typing in even, even numbers. Whole numbers. Exactly. Yeah. But, and do this if you're buyers. If you're, let's say you are searching for 100, 100 to 125,000, if you can type in some search engines allow it, type in 95,000 to 125,000. And see if any other homes pop up. i got a feeling you're going to find some extra homes coming in on you. So there's a little search tip for you. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your questions and the uh, seven things you never want to ignore is coming up next week. This week, we'll be talking about the worst money mistakes. No, actually, we're talking about the seven reasons to renovate your home. I'm kind of like... Looking at all different things we got going here. Seven bad reasons to renovate your home. In the studio, Brad Lawler, 
who is over with Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. And Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. My son, Greg, Greg at WeSellLouisville.com. And you can reach me, Bob Sinclair, anytime at 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hello, everybody. Brian O'Rear with Home Team Inspections, the number one home team inspection business in the entire nation. And team makes all the difference. We bring a team of professionals to inspect each home. Multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough and efficient look at your property. Our teams consist of military veterans. They understand the value of professionalism, attention to detail, and going above and beyond to serve your needs. Visit us at hometeam-global.com to schedule your inspection today. Get the team. Get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agreed to or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. Thank you, Barbara Cochran. And, of course, you can see her on Shark Tank. And just a really great lady. And I took some new pictures. In fact, Greg, you uh, you cut them out for some of our promotional stuff yep. when I was up seeing her. And um, just a sweet lady and very smart. My goodness. In the studios with us, Brad Lawler, who is Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. Also, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. They do closings. And, and we're a bed bug free zone. There you go. <laughs> and Brad does inspections with Home Team. And then my son Greg at Greg at We com and Bob Sikoler, three seven six five four eight three. All right, we've got seven bad reasons to renovate your home. This will make sense as I read through it. There are plenty of good reasons to take on home renovation, from increasing property value to upgrading outdated fixtures. But renovation can go awry, and you could end up with a bad case of remodeler's remorse. Consider these seven reasons not to remodel. You're trying to be trendy. If you are enamored by trends you're seeing on websites, design magazines, even HGTV, it's likely you'll tire of those trends within a year. Choose only remodeling projects with long-lasting appeal and save the trendy touches for 
easily changed accents and furnishings. In other words, don't pay a contractor to paint your whole house ultraviolet, even if it's the color of the year. You want the biggest, fanciest house around? Okay, you can increase your value of your home by adding square footage or special features, but you may have a hard time selling it or if you renovate it and add on space. Why? Because generally buyers don't want to purchase a home that costs significantly more than the neighborhood average. And you may have a tough time getting that money back because appraisers are going to keep the price lower to be, in well, equal out to what's happening in the neighborhood. I once had an appraiser told me that our seller had over-renovated for the neighborhood. It I was, saw a house this week that, that went out yeah. where it was like a Swiss chalet. It was beautiful. Really? Right in the middle of homes that... You know, Not so beautiful. No. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, you know, out on a, a one-acre lot by itself, this would have yeah. been, you know, easily a $500,000 houses. But all these $250,000 houses around it... Brought it down. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, uh, here's another suggestion here. You're set on a project despite its low return on investment. So sometimes it's worth undertaking projects with a low return on investment, such as adding a new bathroom. If it improves your comfort for your home's livability, and appraisers will say to you... Hey, you like? Did you enjoy the bathroom while you had it? Yep, good. That's the value it's worth. You enjoyed it. But many cosmetic changes, say swapping out a perfectly good set of kitchen cabinetry for another, likely won't have a high return on investment. If you sell the home, it may be just worth exactly what it would have been with the other cabinets that you have. In fact, I have a friend who's about to do that. He's about to swap out cabinets that are perfectly good for new ones. That he likes better. I see it all the time with expensive mm-hmm. light fixtures yeah. when I'm doing photography. It's, you know. Also, your finances are tight. Renovations cost more than originally planned. So you should always wait until you have at least 15 to 20% more than the contractor's bid in the bank before taking the plunge. Once the project gets underway, there's no telling what money-draining horrors may be lurking behind the walls from unseen pest, pest damage like yeah. termites, right? to building code violations, which are also another problem. The new design that you might choose is too custom, a resale value for your forever home. You know, people say, oh, I'm living in this home forever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then Next a couple year. of years. Yeah. <laughs> no, my my daughter, Lauren, Greg, your sister, and my daughter, Lauren, typical, oh, I'm living here for the rest of my life. And then three years later, she says, oh, we're going to sell our home. <laughs> so yeah. listen, resale value is less important if it's a forever home. But if you're in a starter home somewhere in the middle, uh, it's a good idea to consider what future buyers will want. So quirky or excessive customizations, like adding brightly colored tiles or vintage appliances, for example, may decrease the value of your home. So think about that. Also, bad for the environment if you're wasting a lot of remodeling junk that you're tossing out. In fact, get a load of this, 2014 534 million tons of construction and demolition debris was generated in the United States alone. Wow. So if you're going to do some renovation, think about donating the materials to, for Is example... Is there a secondary market for, say, cabinets? Habitat, habitat for Humanity. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not yeah. going to get money for it, but Excellent. you're going to yeah. help people out. Restore. And finally, check the season that you're going to have the remodeling. Wintertime is great for indoor renovations. You might get a discount from the person you're hiring to do the renovations, unless it's yourself, obviously. And for outdoor projects, weather conditions will be probably the determining factor. So plan with your contractor when to do it, and hopefully that helps you. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Betty. Hey, Betty. Uh, We had a house built back in 2000, and we found that the builder did not do some things like weep hose, 
uh, lentils above the windows and correct vapor barrier underneath. So what should we do about this? We're about to sell our home. Okay, so a couple of things. Let's start, Brad, from your perspective, what would you suggest that Betty do? Well, we see this all the time, yeah. unfortunately. Um, a lot of the newer homes, particularly those with EFIS or stone veneers. Um, EFIS meaning stucco. The stucco, right, right. artificial stucco. Uh, we see a lot of those homes that weren't constructed correctly. And because of that, they're now experiencing a lot of water damage behind mm-hmm. uh, that, that um, type of material. So some of the things, even if you are living in a house, you can still be proactive. Uh, even if you don't want to sell it, but you want to stay in that as your forever home, you may want to hire a home inspector to come out and check those materials, uh, particularly the things that she's talking about here. I can imagine it, it may be that type of material. She could have significant damage behind there with moisture getting in there. Um, you know, home inspectors are going to be able to point those things out. Now, you have to be a certified in that, in that process. In EFIS. Yeah, in right. EFIS. Yeah, right. So you do need to find an inspector who's certified in that process, home team is certified, certified to do those inspections, yes. All right. And and um, I got to tell you, I w- w- visited a home a couple of weeks ago, and it was a beautiful home, and it was just gorgeous. And I was walking through, and I said, when you bought the home, they've been in there for a number of years, did you have a home inspection? And they said, oh, yeah, we did. The county sends out people to inspect mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. They bought it from a builder. I said, no, yeah. no, no, it's different when you hire an inspector. And unfortunately, the wife looked at me like I was telling her some really painful information. Yes. I got the feeling she did not want to hear what I was telling her. But it's so important if you're buying a home, if it's brand new or resale, to have a licensed home inspector who is on your side there to look at the problems before you close because they may find problems that you would never know or even the county people wouldn't have seen or the builder is not going to tell you about. And like, for example, I said, did you have... A radon test before mm. you closed on the house? No. Yeah. Did anybody tell you about having a radon test? No. Did the builder? No. So I said, look, here's what you need to do. You may not have a four or above Pico Curie rating, right. but plan on it and mm. save that money or keep that in your budget for for a buyer's request because that could happen. So now let's move from the the inspection side to the legal side on this, Chuck. So we've got a woman who finds out that certain things that were supposed to be done, and I don't remember how many years afterwards, but is there a limit? It's a one-year deal? Uh, Well, not just one year. There are different statutes of limitation, depending on whether it's a contract. There's five years. There's all kinds of things. Um, I'm betting, though, that there aren't any that go 17 years. Right. Uh, And it's from when you knew or should have known. Mm. Uh, So I'm betting something like that probably would have given some evidence of itself along the way. Uh, but if they had absolutely no idea and now they're finding out <clears throat> and the builder's still around, yeah, uh, you know, it might be worth a phone call. Uh, say, hey, guy, what's going on? Uh, look at the contract. Did it originally include that? I, I know some builders here in town who uh, have run afoul of not doing that sort of thing. But when you go look at the contract, it doesn't say that they're going to do it. They, they did exactly what they said they were going to do. And there's building practices as well. They were yeah. talking about weak right. holes, which is right. something that not all builders do when they're putting up. Right. And what's what was the what was the standard of care at the time it was done mm-hmm. is is something because you know in my line of work uh, you can see the standard of care for certain things has exponentially increased over the years, and it's you know perhaps a product of technology and that sort of thing. But uh, the things that 
that uh, you know it's still basically the same, but there are there there are different things uh, that have switched over the twenty nine years I've seen. Well, and an so, example is what Greg just put up weep holes because some builders yeah. put them yeah. in, some builders don't. Some put rope in right. the weep. Well, holes. but that's to keep insects from, from going, going in. in. Right, but not all do that. And I have a friend who's a builder who says, "Why would I drill a perfectly good hole into a brick wall?" So you get, you know, it, yeah. anyway, we're out of yeah. time, but that's, I told, I figured. Yeah, we see weep yeah. holes that have been filled with caulk. Yeah, that's day. right. Yeah. And it's, but then at least they know enough mm-hmm. they could pull the caulk out. It's drilling the holes if they're not there yeah. and the buyer wants it. That's where the problem comes into yeah. play. All right. it, it's a fascinating world, and that's why we love real estate, folks. We want to thank uh, Home Team Inspection Service, Brad Lawler. They hire vets. They do a great job. And you can reach them at 357-0813. Also, my buddy Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, does a great job on closings, but does so much more, including wills. And uh, he's just a spectacular guy and a good cook on top of all that. 499-6360. My son, Greg, we thank you. Greg at com, And then you can reach me anytime. Bob at com. GrabBob.com. You can go there. I know. That's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Grab Bob. Or 376-5483. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.